Welcome to On Water, the Session Magazine podcast. Here we talk to water athletes, entrepreneurs, scientists, and earth-friendly folks about the experience of a life well-lived connected to water. I'm your host, Evelyn O'Doherty. Let's dive in. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of On Water, the Session Magazine podcast. This week, we are fortunate enough to be joined by the effervescent energy of Brian Talma. We were able to interview Brian in depth for our summer 23 issue of the print magazine, and nothing is better than getting him in person for this next episode. Brian is the complete package of a waterman from lifestyle to championships, ability to connect with his fans, and so much more. He is an athlete, an artist, an event organizer, and a humanitarian. You're really going to enjoy this episode as we dive deep into exploring the life of Brian Talma. Stay tuned. Welcome, Brian. We're so stoked to have you here. How's everything going? Everything's going really, really good. Just here in Barbados, enjoying the weather and sunny and great action. Action, absolutely. So you are such a born and bred and great lover of your home country and island there. Tell us a little bit about what makes Barbados so special. Well, the first thing is, for myself, it's the water, the sea, the the wind conditions, the the waves, and not only that, but also the culture. You know, I went to school in the, in the country, and just going to school was the biggest adventure of my life. And, you know, we used to suck sugar cane and go to classes, and it was an adventure. And then I lived by two surf breaks in Atlantic Shores Enterprise, and all we did was surf and really live the beach life, and that's what really enthralled me. But, but also is all the overall culture, the way of life, which is a real laid-back, lifestyle, which I just love. And from very young, that's all I want to do is Beijing beach culture is all I would love. I love that. You know, I'm a huge fan of Barbados myself, and I've lived short episodes of that beach culture, which you talk about down there. And I just can't wait to come back and experience some more. Can you tell us a little bit about growing up in Barbados? I know you spent some time with your family in Oystjens. Like, how did you move from, you know, like sort of a school-aged kid to becoming a beach-oriented adult and the waterman that you are today? So what happened was I, so from very young age, well, my parents, my father lived in Oystens, and that's where he lived. And then from a very young age, he moved to Enterprise. And that was close to two of the best surf breaks on the South Coast, which is Freights and South Point. So we lived on the hill. If you ever come to this part of Barbados, it's now a law of houses. But when we first moved there, when I, I was just like one, and when we moved there, everything was around the sea. There was no houses. It was just fields we were, and cows and sheep. And if you go there now, and there's these two surf breaks, and there's this family called the St. John family, and they were surfers. And this one fella, um, 
Michael St. John, who taught me how to surf. And from that day on, from that day, really, all I wanted to do was surf. And we just lived the real surf culture. Every day I was surfing, come in after surf session, cook for breadfruit over fire. It was real island style, beach style that we dream of. It was a real dream. And I realized from a very young age, I wanted that dream to continue from my school days to adult. And I was very fortunate to achieve that. Mm, That's amazing. Did your family support you in your love of surfing back then? Or was it a little bit of a, you know, a catch up? Did they realize how happy it was making you and then therefore appreciate what you were doing? Well, you got to remember, we're talking about the 70s. And -hmm. if you remember the 70s, Surfing was not cool. It was associated <laughs> with many things that were not good. So when we were growing up, it was it was almost like it was only youngsters. There's no parents coming to the beach and taking care of you. You just you were just this 13, 14 year old kid just roaming the beaches, surfing all day, coming in and, and hanging out with other kids around that age. There was no parents because in those days, if you were from Barbados, it had a very bad connotation. Surfing did not was not cool. It was always related to not cool things or getting ahead. Mm-hmm. And um, as you know, from, from our heritage, we always said the, the sea has no back door. If you come to the Caribbean or and Barbados, a lot of people do not swim. But at those days, we were adventurous. So we were looked at these like outcasts surfing all day. Our hair was all bleach blonde. Some fellas had dreadlocks. It was We were total outcasts. But as we see now today, what we were doing, we were like forward thinking, you know, now everybody wants to be a beach bum and that's, that's cool. So I'm really happy that what we were doing in those days was, was a full on adventure, you know, figuring out life as children, parents were there, but we were given freedom at school. When we went to school, it was, parents were already involved at those days. You had to figure things out, which is really good. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. What a way to grow up, right? On the beach. Has the perspective in Barbados, like the Bayesian perspective of the beach culture changed a bit since then? Like, is it more accepting of your lifestyle and other people's lifestyles? I would say a hundred percent. So that was like 35 years ago. And, and when I became a professional or started to go on this trend, a lot of people didn't believe in it, but I was on a mission. I was almost like a preacher. I used to make booklets. I used to go on the media every day and say, beach culture, change your job, come to the beach. <laughs> I was there. I was a super freak and everybody thought I was a super freak. But the funny thing, everybody wants to be a super freak today. And that's why I, 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 I told people at Barbados 35 years ago that beach culture become a predominant part of our product. And it has, even from the era of B&Bs. 35 years ago, we were renting rooms to visitors and it was a very niche market. But now, as you can see, it's all mainstream, which is good. I'm happy that the vision and really going out in the world and pushing this beach culture concept really worked. And not only that is that in those days, they thought we were on a far off tangent. But as I said, a lot of the fellas I I was hanging out with, you know, the, this way of life has now become a very marketable. And if you wish to say, a lot of people are making a lot of money through beach culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that the truth? I mean, I, I think I heard somewhere that uh, tourism is now the second uh, greatest source of income for Barbados. And uh, and I believe it. I mean, it's just one of the most beautiful 
islands I've ever been to and, uh, and, and so welcoming, like all the local folks are just so warm and helpful and, and smiling, you know, it's, it's really a very welcoming place. So, so what I, what I would say, the reason I would say that Bobis has one of the best beach cultures in the world, you have to put everything in context. And what I mean is, for example, if you're up Silver Sands at the Action Beach, is amazing kite surfing, windsurfing. You go mm-hmm. 30 minutes, you go to Bashville, you have world-class surfing. You go down the West Coast, you have perfect waves, and you all because you go paddling. So w- when, you, when you combine all these things, and then you go to nightlife, you go down to Oysters, down with the fish fry, and you get the festivity and the food. So And places to eat if you want to go to Cliff or, or any high-end restaurant. So what it is, is it has everything in a package in 30 minutes to 40 minutes drive in any direction to any surf spot, to any nightclub. If you want to go like to Chicken Reiters, which is a real like local place, or you want to go to all these different kind of local places, it has the variety for the high-end people. It has people that want to feel, the, be in the culture and feeling it. So that's why, and I've traveled all around the world. I believe that Barbados has one of the best beach culture in the world. And as you said, the people. If you come mm-hmm. to Barbados, people are really, really sincerely friendly and are part of it. They all feel part of the economic process. It's amazing. I've, I've been to the Cliff Bar, right? I've definitely experienced that absolute gorgeous two-tier outdoor restaurant high-end yes. experience. But I've never, and I've heard you talk about Chicken Rita's over and over again. And <laughs> yes. I can't wait to get down there. Where is Chicken Rita's in Barbados? So Chicken Rita's, so, so just to give you ideas how, how Chicken Rita's came about, we were surfers and that was Enterprise, Atlantic Shores in that area. And there was this shop up the hill that had chicken. And you used to go in there, you had the chickens in the back and it was real. You had to wait like two hours for your chicken. And then we used to take, we used to take all the visitors there. And then slowly it just, and then I used to have all the media come in there and now it's it's a place to go and it has the best chicken in the in Barbados. But what it more so is it really reflects the Caribbean lifestyle. Mm. So when you go to chicken readers, you, you have chicken, but it's within a it's within a Bajan household. They have done it and is turned into a, a, a profitable business. And that's the special thing about Barbados. There's many places like chicken readers that you could go to that you could really feel the Bajan culture. Wow. I mean, I, just as you talk about it, I want to I want to come down there right now and, and discover Chicken Rita's. So, so that brings us to like this concept that you have coined that is so important, the global organic tourism, right? And it's, it, could you just tell us a little bit from your own perspective, what that means and, and how people can participate in it? Right. So what happened is, so it goes back to my, so when we were 35 years ago, when we grew up, we were called like the South Point Rebels because our way of life, we were rebels because people didn't really understand what we were doing. And I always figured, I said, Brian, this beach culture thing is really cool. We go to Chicken Readers. We used to go oysters when it wasn't developed. And everybody wanted to come with us because they were experiencing this local flavor of, of the country that they're visiting. So then what I did is I created this thing, our concept called Global Organic Tourism. And what it means is promoting and doing business with local businesses within the community, which creates healthy minds. Everybody feels part of it. And that's a great thing about Bob is almost everybody feels part of it. And then prosperous. Prosperous means everybody's making money. Mm-hmm. And then safe. If everybody's making money and feels part of it, it works. So 
so what I did in Silver Sands was I really articulated, I've been articulating for almost 30 years, this concept. And what I do when I articulate, I don't own it. I just want people to see this vision and mm-hmm. say, wait, I want to do what you're doing, Brian. I want to hire local people to help me build my apartment. So when somebody comes and stays at the Action Apartment, so we have some guests that came yesterday, I take them to our H&R Food and Vegetables. That is like a, they have a farm and they go there and they get their vegetables. Mm. And then we go and oysters get the fish. And then we go and get the rented car for Errol, who is a mechanic I know for 35 years, and he has mm-hmm. rented cars. But the key about it is that you are really participating within the culture and that brings crime down because everybody's getting piece of the action and you're part of the community so we had another group that came for two months so they're here for two months just living the Beijing beach culture hmm. and my goal so we go to Los Rocas Venezuela I went with Gioni and we did an event there we did one in Hawaii with the Loa Classic and our mm-hmm. goal and also Dominican Republic and the good thing when I speak about Dominican Republic, I did Master Ocean over there for the last seven years, is what they have done and what my vision is to collaborate with them. And then they created theirs called Happy Dolphins, which is a charitable organization which mm-hmm. they do like teaching people to lifesavers. And then also they promote how to swim and they promote getting the community part of the action. So, yeah, so it's been really, really, um, it works. And it's worked in Silver Sands. And the, the key to it is empowering. Mm-hmm. And I really want to touch this part about empowering. When you empower somebody, they may not agree with everything about what you're doing. You're empowering. You don't, you don't have to get anything in return. If you empower somebody, you're not, you're not trying to control them. So when you empower, you're feeding the culture and their direction. So, yeah, so it's been going really, really well, going around the world promoting and also doing it here in Barbados. It's amazing. I mean, you've really inspired me. I've always believed in, you know, I've just never encapsulated it like you have, but I've always believed in, you know, just if you go someplace to participate, to partake in the local culture, right? To to not necessarily go to the chain hotels or, or whatever, but to, you know, rent an Airbnb and to find the local restaurants and to find the local instructors, so that you are giving back to the community that you're staying in. And, and it's really, I mean, this is a concept of sustainable tourism as well, you know, yeah. where the money stays in the country, in the, in the region that you're participating in. So yes. I also, you know, I think I've told you, I live in a resort community where in the winter, there's nobody here. It's just very, it's, you know, we're on the Eastern end of Long Island, it's cold and it's damp and, but the ocean is still there. And in the summer, we get a huge influx of people from all over the globe and from Manhattan, and they just come and they bring their own businesses out here and the local people can't compete. And it's, it's you know, so it speaks very much to what you're talking about there with, you know, if people came to the Hamptons and deliberately sought out local instructors, local yoga, stu- you know, year round yoga studios, local restaurants not just the ones that are open in the summer, how everybody would profit from that. I have so much Correct. respect. Yeah, I have so much respect. So that, that's why, so I've, I've been on the tour since the 80s. And that's what I realized when I used to travel all over the world. I used to realize, Brian, when I went there, I want to feel the culture. So I've been doing this for 30 years. But what I saw in 30 years is I saw the local culture not being there anymore. 
For example, Dominica, when I went to Dominica, there are all these local bars and lo- when now there's none. There's absolutely none. But the vision is is also is the reality is where we are today is a reality. We can't go backwards. But mm-hmm. what we could do is we could continue to try to promote local businesses. And that's why in the Dominican Republic, they have happy dolphins and they're trying to resuscitate and to continue to have locals part of the economic process. Because that is why I travel. Uh, Hawaii is a good example. I remember I used to go into Pai and there were like all these mama pop shops. They're all gone. Mm. Then mm-hmm. they used to go up in Haiku. They used to have there. And now I heard Fukushima's gone. And then the Toma gas station. He mm-hmm. must be the last. And then you have to go into Makawao. And now you have to go to Hana. And that is progress through tourism. But what you lose is the marketability of your culture. And that's why in Hawaii, you know, you have schools that specifically teach local Hawaiian culture. And I'm saying to all around the world that to sustain tourism, you have to pay attention that you do not lose your culture. And, mm. and if you don't lose your culture, it allows you to use that culture to market your place. I love that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm 100%. You know that I'm 100% in agreement and supportive of, of what you're saying there. So just with regard to the organic tourism in Barbados, I specifically wanted to ask you about, you know, our our last issue, the summer issue, has that great picture uh, of Sky the Coconut Man from Barbados. (laughs) Yes. And uh, that's our cover shot. And and there was a lot of people were like, what are you doing putting this person on the cover, right? And and the fact is, is it, it connects so well with the article that we wrote about you in there. And also he, in that photo of him just standing under a coconut tree holding a machete is such a great example of just the local Bajan culture. So tell us a little bit about Sky. Like I'd love to hear more about him. How's he doing? Yeah. So Sky Sky is a local coconut man. And in 2019, I had an event here in December, a Beach Culture World Championships. And the mm-hmm. whole event was about the community. So we took pictures of Sky, the coconut man, we have Sadie doing the cheers. Everybody from the community we featured. And we did a special photo shoot. So that photo shoot was taken by Sai. And Sai set up all the filters. It was not just off the cuff. It was really a special photo shoot for the community. Mm-hmm. And Sky is a coconut man. He goes up the tallest coconut tree. <laughs> and he is an amazing person. Now he's not doing coconuts anymore. He's now getting into landscaping. And he is now... Yeah, he's doing amazing. He worked with me at part of the global organic tourism. He worked with me um, helping get my apartments all cleaned up and cut. And and he also sings. But he had that, if you could see from that picture, is the attitude that he brought, the confidence, yeah. the, the this is me, this is Sky, I, I'm big. I, and that was the objective of that photo shoot, to empower the people of the community that all the kiters and the pros that come to Barbados, it's always about, them and that's why when I saw that picture on the cover I was so happy because obviously I would like to be on the cover but what it did was it really was promoting the concept of the people all around the world that make these places special that we go to when we go to Hawaii when we go to Dominican when we go to Los Rocas there's these characters that when you get to that country that really embody the feeling of the culture and place so yeah, so Sky, is, uh, he's a singer, he's an entertainer, 
He's doing really good in Barbados. During Father's Day, he gave me a Father's Day. What's up, Brian? How are you doing? Nice. So mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's really part of the global organic tourism action plan. I, I, yes, when I saw the cover, I, I was assuming the same thing, what your readers were thinking. But, <laughs> but um, I will say this. That is why we travel. And I, yeah. that is why we all want lifestyle. That's why every I've had Kim's there photo shoots and Barbies and they take the pictures of everybody and then they're the stars. And you, Session Magazine, gave the star of the place the cover. And I thought that was very special. I thought it was authentic. There was no branding. It was just Sky, the coconut man. So Thank 100% you. respect. Thank you. Yeah, we, we really, I mean, that photo really stands out. Has he seen it? Has he seen yeah. the magazine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's seen the cover. <laughs> I sent it to him. He's very happy. Um, he's a good man. Um, he, as I said, he's not on the beach like he used to be. So he's right. not like he's here working. every day. He's working. Yeah. He He's doing very good. He's working. He's doing landscaping and he he's doing amazing. So I'm really, really happy. You know, in Barbies, sometimes people have challenges and doing sure. the global or, global organic tourism action plan. Some people that we work with, it does not turn out as positive as we all wish. But that mm-hmm. is why when you do these projects, you're really digging deep. And for myself, I dig deep because it's about humanity. And that comes to the second part. If you want the environment to be clean, if you want all these mm-hmm. wishes, because majority of the high end people want that. But the people that don't have as much, it's hard for them. They're, they're trying to figure out to get their next meal. They're not worrying about throwing a piece of paper out the window. And even if that one piece of paper on the window, that's nothing compared to people that fly on jets like me and mm-hmm. fly all over the world. I'm the, I'm the real problem. But at the same time, um, yeah, so really respect to Session Magazine. Thanks. Thanks again for that. And it brings us to, you know, I mean, you've been so in this conversation, you have not even brought up your own water sport history yourself, you know, and one of the things I wanted to talk about was both the Beach Culture World Tour and the Master of the Ocean uh, competition that you won last February, right, of 2023. (laughs) So just to our listeners, Brian Talma has been in this water sports industry for 35 years, right, from windsurfing kiting. I've seen you wing foiling, sup surfing, supping, and so on. And at the age of, your, I think you're my age, right? You're 54. No, I'm 58. You're 50. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at the, at the ripe young age of 58, you just won the master of the ocean I know, crazy, competition. Yeah. <laughs> are, can I tell you something? I could tell, first of all, so the Beach Culture Tour has been doing amazing. So Mm -hmm. the way that came about was when I first went on tour, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I got the sponsor I'm on tour. And I I came back from tour and my mother said, Brian, how you did? I said, mom, I don't know how, I won everything. She said, but Brian, the results don't show you. And I said, mom, I had the best time. I don't think anybody had as much fun as me. I beat everybody. They don't even know I beat them. And she said, what? They don't even know. And so every year I went on tour, for 15 years when I was on the professional tour, except one year, mm-hmm. I said, Brian, there's nobody that beat me. So Robbie Nashby would come and beat me on this one. He thought he beat me. but I. So I, it didn't matter. So I would go and compete. I tried my hardest. And mm-hmm. if I lost... 15 minutes, I was steady. Okay, Brian, I'm very sad I lost. Okay. And the, for the next 
part of the event. All I would be doing was get into the culture of the place I'm visiting, talk to people, really engulf myself into the event. Because you've got to remember, on tour at the highest level, a majority of the competitors are not, they're so focused, they're not focusing on people around you, the culture and all these other things. But for right. myself, that was always a big part of it. So what I did is after the tour, I created the Big Shutter World Tour to continue this lifestyle. And mm -hmm. I, I paid professional athletes to come to my the action apartments, gave them a, um, a parents' money, gave them food to eat, and then said, let's go and have fun. And we filmed it. And, and what each athlete would vote for who they thought won, but they can't vote for themselves. And we mm -hmm. created a, a world champion. And this concept I took to the Lost Rokas. I collaborated with Master of the Ocean and um, the Aloha Classic in Hawaii. And I collaborated with some events to bring this lifestyle tour, which is professional because I put money down. Whatever money I had in my pocket, I would put as cash prize because I want the athletes to be paid for being part of the action. So that was a great success. And then uh, what happened? Yeah, so Master of the Ocean. I've been there, competed so many times, came fifth, come fourth, <laughs> deeper down. And this year I went and we did the Beach Culture World Tour and I had such energy. You know, I was doing the Beach Culture Tour. It was going so good and everybody was energized. And mm -hmm. I went to the beach every day and it was action, action. And we did the Beach Culture Carnival and the energy was so powerful. I know I was just electrified and I wasn't even worried about competing anymore. I was like, Brian... We won. We, the Beach Culture Door was so successful. We did the carnival. Everybody was amped up. We had a Beach Culture World char Champion. And that was Baltz Mueller. He won that. Mm -hmm. Real amazing person. He really brought humanity of what sports, culture, and that was the premise of the event. I Love Kiteboarding won the team where they have a community-based project where they have 20 athletes where they give them equipment from the community. So that's what I love. So they won that section. And then I was, okay, Brian, I'm done. Okay, I could go home and relax. So I didn't care what competing. And then we came to Sunday. And for some reason, we came to Sunday and the waves were big and it was amazing. And I said, okay, we're going to have fun. And this fella, I know from way back, Paul Art, and he said, Brian, you're going to win this. And I said, you're joking. I'm doing so bad. <laughs> All I can say, I won it. I, yeah. I, I cried. I cannot tell. I was so, because you got to remember, just to tell your audience, what happens is as professional athletes and people that are pushing so hard, there's also a lot of pushback. It doesn't come, it doesn't come right. like easy. It's not like mm -hmm. snappy, you're gonna win today. It takes right. it took it took 35 years to do that, to have two things come together. A hugely successful Beach Culture World Tour event with Master of the Ocean and Dominican Republic, and then to win it was I, I can't tell you that was I, I was beyond happy. It was I I can't, I can't believe I won it. That's all I can say. I cried to happiness. I love it. I, I, I mean, I can believe you won it because you just described it as, you know, the Beach Culture World Tour in the Dominican Republic was electric and that the Beach Culture World Tour Carnival was amazing and the people were really vibing and feeling it. And, and you, you know, you are the conductor of all of that energy. So it's moving through and with you. And that must have just transferred into the water yes. where you were competing. I mean, I think it was, it's five disciplines, right? For the master of the ocean, that wind is surf, wing foil, sup surfing, kiting, and surfing. So you have to gain the most points in each of those categories in order to be crowned that title, master of the ocean. It's quite a heady title. <laughs> so, so what I say is, so 
for me in competitions, that's why I remember in 1991, we had an event in, as I spoke to you previously, in Oahu. And again, I was just vibing. And, and that's why I say in life, life, I'm not talking about, we're talking about life. And we are, I was competing, but in life, if you have the energy and the positive energy, I use the word positive vibrations. And once you start to get everybody vibing on the same vibe, you could you can move things that were thought mm-hmm. impossible to move. And that's why I am so, I move on energy and I've been very fortunate mm-hmm. throughout my whole career. That's what I do. Even with negative energy, I push that aside and I, I go beyond. And that's what I've been able to do throughout my whole career of, 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 of creating that type of energy. Well, I do know from everybody that I've spoken to about you, they all say the same thing. And it's, it's the action man has that energy, has that level of positivity and enthusiasm and, and just stoke, right? Stoke for, for life and love of water. So it, it sounds like from your origins of being down at South Point and running around on the beach as a, a little grom, you know, getting, getting sandy and dirty and, you know, going home for dinner you've managed to create a lifestyle in which you've you've competed in multiple world tours right the i know yeah. you've been on the windsurfing world tour since scp yeah SC, right scp i forgot about that yeah. and now the master of the ocean so you've created a, an entire spectrum of a, of a life right in that particular beach culture which is just in my humble opinion, like everybody who loves the water, that's the dream. (laughs) And the other thing I just wanted to touch on is your artwork, right? So again, just thinking about energy and moving energy and, and, you know, love of water. I've told you this before, your artwork to me is just so special and it's so vibrant and you share it so willingly, you know, with with the Oyston's town and the people who come to visit you and the Beach Culture World Tour. So can you just walk us through a little bit of that? Like, how did you start with your artwork and, and what does it mean to you today? So really, so so that's why the artwork is is a reflection of who I am. It's mm-hmm. really, and as I, I, I recommend everybody to really look within yourself, your heritage, your culture and who you are. So what happened was many years ago, so my mother's an artist and I did some art in college and I, she trained me and, and I really kind of, once I went on tour, I didn't really, I used to do spoken words, but I didn't actually do art. But what happened was my uh, mother was, um, she was diagnosed with cancer and she was dying really and I had to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. off the water. So when I was with her, she was like, Brian, this is my art. And she decoded all these things of her art. And, and I just used to paint because I was taking care of her. And, um, mm-hmm. and then also my children were very young and I used to paint certain objects. But I really didn't know what I was doing. I was like my mother and my children. But then slowly and slowly, as long as energy came through me and going through different challenges, each piece of art reflects challenges of my life and how to create positive out of challenges. And that's why they have sayings and all the sayings are positive, but they come out of challenges. So like, for example, the Mahi Mahi is father from the sea. I love the sea, mm-hmm. wash me free. And that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Just like you, you go to the water, you have problems mm-hmm. and you get in there, it washes you free. And mm-hmm. then the phoenix is the bird, the bird from the tree. The heart feeds the family. And then I have three tails that go down that represent my mother's children, which is one is me. And I have two brothers and sisters. 
But I, I spin a different way than my brothers and sisters, and that's good. The reason I spin that way is because I've chosen a different path. I chose not the easy path, and I don't have no regret because that's the way I am. So each figure and thing that I paint, I've decoded as my way of surviving on this planet and taking things that are challenging and taking them and making positive things out of them. And that's why in Barbies, I painted hundreds of those Mm-hmm. figures of surfers of of the i have the rooster i have the i have the duck which represents the community so each one has a very very strong meaning and i put them up on the telephone poles and each figure has uh, words that go with it and then what i do is i go i have some abash i have some in oysters i have some i move them from places to places and and then my daughter starlight talma she's she's an amazing artist and she started to paint she is Yes, she, so right. She did the one in the magazine of my face. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah. She, did, she painted that one. So right, so art is a fundamental part of the Beach Culture World Tour and the Global mm-hmm. Artanic Tourism, which I'm articulating through art and spoken words. So it's a subtle way of sending this message. So people don't even know they're following me, and I don't want them to know. I want them to just say, well, they just do and be part and participate in Global Organic Tourism, and they follow this vision. As, as I said, it's not you're following a person, you're just following a way of life and a positive life that is about humanity. So, yeah, yeah. So the art is fundamental, fundamental of how I express who I am. And that's what I do. And, and um, yeah, that's action. That's action. All right. Your art is absolutely fantastic. And so we just have a couple of minutes left, Brian. And I just wanted to let people know about your book, which has just come out, right? So you've published a book called De Action by Brian Talma. And tell us like what's in it and where can people, I already know some people in my life who want to know where they can get it. All right. So first of all, we're going to get it online. It's not there yet, but you have to come to Barbies. We have a few copies here, a lot of copies here in Barbies at the Action Beach Shop Apartments. Okay. And, the, and the book really speaks about the good, bad, and all the action and the positive and just my life and how to get to where you need to get. It, it can't be an easy ride. And that's what my life has been. It's, you know, it's been amazing, but there's, there's always challenges, but the challenges have been some of the most important parts of, of my story. So it goes from my from growing up with my parents and, my, and about culture and the family, and it goes on about going. So I went to the Gao School in New York because I'm dyslexic. I went to college and my experience. Mm-hmm. It speaks a lot about the South Point rebels. We were rebels. And not rebels because we wanted to be rebels because society was, they didn't want to accept us. And we were like, hey, we're good people, but we're having fun. <laughs> but people were like, hey, you were having too much fun. <laughs> so they didn't like that. We were having too much fun. So it talks about that. It talks about going on to the professional tour. It talks about Maui, mm-hmm. living in Maui. It speaks about global organic tourism. It talks about colonial tourism. And that is when people come into an area and come and dominate and push locals out. And mm-hmm. it talks about the Swatch Wave tour. And that's going on tour with that Kelly Slater and all those fellas. And we went through Europe. And it talks about, yeah, all the Beach Culture World Tour and, and my de-action apartments. And at this point, the action apartments are fundamental to the whole vision and Silver Sands. And I call it the Beach Culture Village. And by doing that, it kind of got people in the area, locals to build apartments. So that it talks about that. It talks about sponsors, working of Robbie Nash and being part of Nash. I was also sponsored by um, Starbird. It talks about hot. As I see, I, I look at, Everything as we are all one. 
sponsors, people, humanity. We're all one. We're all trying to do the same thing, having fun on the beach, to navigate through challenges which push us even higher. And the book is an inspiration and it's almost like I always go back and read it to remind myself of who I am. Because mm-hmm. by writing the book, the most important thing for myself was to be honest to myself so that I could always reflect to know where I'm going to go in the future. So, And that's why I'm so happy because, yeah, I won Master of the Ocean. The book really helped me. And then I came back to Barbados and I saw it. I really want to tell you and all the viewers, Session Magazine, that was one of my most special articles ever written about me. Because it did two things. First of all, Sky was on the cover. It was not Brian Tam on the cover. It was Sky, the coconut mm-hmm. man from Silver Sands, mm-hmm. which I was articulating in the Global Organic Tourism Beach Culture World Tour, which was so important to who I am. It didn't have to mm-hmm. be Brian Tam. It needed to be Sky. So when, when I saw the article, you, you got me. I, do, I talked to many people. You came to my shop for like, I, I was in such a rush that day. I was like, oh my gosh, I have no. customers. And I spoke to you in like 10 minutes. I like, okay. And I, and I spoke to you from my heart. You didn't hurt me. Yes, you did. I spoke mm-hmm. to you. I told you who I am. I, I, mm-hmm. I held nothing back. I didn't worry about sponsors. I didn't worry about Barbies. Mm-hmm. This is who Brian Tam is. And you wrote that article really reflecting who Brian Tam was. You really realized my message, what I'm trying to do, who I am. And, and so that article and the pictures, the layout was phenomenal. They had the picture of my daughter, picture, picture of my face mm-hmm. flying through the sky. I just want to tell you, I was so happy. And they had a, a section where you had said the man that pulls the chair, Silver's man pulls the chair. We had MR, fruit mm-hmm. and vegetables. And it had a section on that. And that section, it was, I could die tomorrow. You told the story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last chapter. <laughs> you, can read, you can read the book. And then that's the last chapter. You, you filled in the last chapter. <laughs> It was good. We had a good, well, we had a, it was a long time before our meeting. Like you, you and I have been communicating for years, but to finally meet that day on the beach, it was just, it was just funny because you were so busy and I was so sick. Do you remember that? I was so sick. Yes, I remember. And for some reason, like for some reason, we just totally connected, you know, and I got it. Like when you spoke, I was like, I get it. I told, and then you let me wander around for a while. And, and that really helped too, to go into that art installation you have in the back there and, you know, just sort of experience you as an artist in there and the writings on the walls of the the action apartments. And like, it just gave me talk about energy again. Like it just, I could feel it and I could understand it. So I think it just goes to show, right. We can talk online all we want, but when we meet in person, there's just, there's just a very different exchange that happens. What I'm saying is so many people don't get it. I'm like, I talk to them, my head is blue. I'm like, oh my God. And I go home. And I, so when I, when I left you, I was like, okay. I talked to you. I was like, I don't know if you got it, but I don't, I, whatever. I, st- I spoke to my heart. If she, and I, uh, she could write out really bad about me or good. I don't know. I don't know if she got it. I didn't know if you got it. But let me tell you, you got it. Um, uh, uh, I, I don't, I, so I've done many articles in my life and, uh, but this one was really broad. It was really, a lot was going on in my life. I was busy here. A lot was happening and, um, you got mm-hmm. it, you got, you got it. 
a hundred percent. And you told you told it delicately. You told about you know situations on the beach. You told how it was very simple, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. hard to tell. As I tell you, that's why my heart is so pure and I feel so comfortable within Barbados. I gave everybody my heart. People came to my shop and I told them everything they needed to know. And what I tell to people of the world. When somebody gives you, it does not mean you take. And that's what mm. I'm, I'm a customer. You give, 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 give. But you don't, you know, I don't take nothing. I, I'm good. I go to Hawaii, have a meal, come home. So, yeah. <laughs> so I just want to tell you is um, the article was phenomenal. And that's my message to the people of the world. And that's what I want the people of the world to learn is you give to your heart bleeds. And that's what yeah. I do. You give. And you don't want anything returned. I have no agenda. I ha- as you could see when he came to Barbies, I have everything I want. I have mm-hmm. I have apartments on the beach. I don't want anything. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to go and as I said, I'm the luckiest and happiest man in the world. I have everything I want. I want nothing more than for my children to have the happiness that I have and the people around me to be as happy as I am. It's not perfect, but it's perfect because life is not perfect. You know what I mean? You have to have ups and you have to have downs, but my heart is pure in the sense that I wish good for everybody, even people that do not like me or people that do not think I'm on the right path. Mm-hmm. My path is is humanity. Agreed. Brian, it is such a pleasure to talk with you. And uh, I think I've told you the Session Magazine team, since you know that article was written, suddenly everybody's interested in coming down to Silver Sands and visiting you and getting on the water. So I think you'll see a, a regular visitation of one of our staff members or crew members and for on and on. And I know I'll be back there next March again. So you know we look forward to seeing you. We definitely look forward to the success of your book because I've read that book and it's so it just encapsulates you and the culture of Barbados and, and what you've come up through. You know, it just encaptures all of that so well. And anybody who loves Barbados or loves water sports or loves the beach life really needs to read that. I can't recommend it enough in order to just be inspired to continue. And I agree, like your your mission is humanity. You are a you are a preacher, you are a sage, you are a athlete and an artist. Like there's so much to offer there. So once again, Brian Talma in Barbados can be found at Silver Sands De Action Apartments. And the guy can teach you anything you want to know. <laughs> Any last <laughs> action? <laughs> right. Anything else you want to say? Any last words before we sign off? I just want to tell again, I want to thank Session Magazine for doing such an amazing article. It was a huge surprise. I want to thank you for coming and writing an amazing story that shocked me. Best shock and surprise. I, lo- I awesome. love it. So thank you very much. Action, action, and more action. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brian. We hope you enjoyed this episode of On Water. We certainly love bringing the myriad and diverse group of characters from our water community to you to share their experiences. If you enjoyed what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. This podcast grows out of the publication of our quarterly print magazine, Session. 
session celebrates the ways in which we all as water lovers engage in our world's aquatic playgrounds, from surfing to foiling, kiting, stand-up paddling, and more. We encourage you to visit our website at www.session-magazine.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.